Hey there, I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to Graced Health, the podcast for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement, and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you're called to do. A few weeks ago, I was uh, hanging out at home on a Friday night because that's pretty much what I do. (laughs) And I got a text from a friend. This friend I met through an online writing group as I was developing my skills as she was too. And she really became uh, somewhat of a mentor to me as uh, someone who was just a little bit further along in her process. Uh, However, she has asked me questions about um, health and fitness and nutrition and that kind of stuff as she has been on her journey. Her name is Angie Daly. And she actually is the author of the book that just came out called Five Magic Words. Words, a personal journey through grief. And it really um, focuses around losing her father. And even though she knew she was going to lose her lose him, but the absence and everything that came with it. And if you have joined us recently from our conversation with Heidi Pollack, and her book Abiding Light, this may be of interest to you. Uh, when this anyway, she just sent me this text. And after I read it, I responded with one of those texts that are so long, like it consolidates it and then just changes it into a note. (laughs) And then as we talked through some of it, I thought this just needs to be its own podcast episode, because I know Angie is not alone in this. And what she did was she sent me a, um, a text just being frustrated. And she said, I'm working my literal butt off. And my head is beginning to tell my heart, this isn't working, because it's taking forever. And she expressed a little bit of frustration with the program that she was on, uh, which is not uncommon for anyone in any program. And she felt like it was really strict, and um, very time consuming. And she said, there is so much information out there. And it all discounts the other. Can I get an amen on that, by the way? How do I do this without wasting any more time. I don't know about you, but I, I definitely understand where she is coming from at various points in my life. Sometimes our time just feels wasted, whether it is with regard to our movement, or to our eating or anything else. And you're like, I'm doing all of the right things and nothing is happening. Now, she did tell me within the context of the communication that uh, her she had lost inches. And so I do want to point that out as we get going into this conversation. But what I want to do is provide probably a less scatterbrained way of responding to her and to anyone else who feels like, how do I do this without wasting any more time? And you may feel like this after three days, you may feel like this after three months, or maybe three years. So I want to go over three different points. And I did not realize that I was going to use the number three, four times in a span of 20 seconds, now five. Anyway, let's go over a few points as to um, things that I want you to remember as you are on your health journey, no matter where you may be. If you have been on it for a while, and you're just kind of losing that incentive or the excitement for it, or if you're new to it, and just all things frustrated. The first thing I want you to do is remember your why you may have heard about this. So if you've come this far, and if you're listening to this, I'm going to assume that you are interested in a healthy lifestyle. 
Now I want to say, why? Why do you want to live this way? Your answer to that question is your why. And I hope the answer is not because I'm telling you to, or because your favorite celebrity is, or another podcaster or something else. Like, I hope that it is a little bit deeper than that. We talked some about our motivation on the episode back in season 10, I think it is, but it's the the difference between the fine line between motivation and mania. So I will link that in the show notes. Uh, that's something that you can do a little bit of refresher on. But let's just just give it a second and think about your why. And it does not have to be complicated. In fact, I think it needs to be something very simple, maybe just like five words or less that you can cling to when everything else feels slippery because it feels complicated or it feels too hard. So think about what your why is. Okay. I know you, I didn't give you a heads up that I was giving you a pause. And so you were probably like, wait a minute, what happened? Yeah. I just paused. So you can think about this. That's a little trick I took from Brianna Leach and her convenient counselor podcast, which is really great, by the way, it's like little bitty snippets of counseling in like 15 minutes. Great, great podcast. Go check it out. Anyway, I polled my Facebook friends. I was like, okay, if you are someone who likes to move and eat well or feel your body well, what's your why? And I got all kinds of different responses, but I would say most of them fell into the category of I want to feel better physically and emotionally. A lot of people talked about how it's a stress reliever. A lot of them talked about how it just made them feel happier Some people talked about, uh, or someone mentioned how she's watching her parents go through health issues and she doesn't want that for her children. She doesn't want that for herself. And so she's trying to reverse that. Other people have said, I became a parent a little bit later in life and I want to be around for as long as possible. So there's a lot of different ways. And let's be honest, and I fall into this category too, sometimes it's just good old fashioned vanity. Now that can be different and varying levels. I uh, would love for you to have a little bit deeper level in that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we why we move and why we fuel. And so when you are feeling that point of um, frustration, I guess is the right word. And like, I don't even know why I'm bothering it. Go back to that why. Take the time, write it out, put it somewhere, remember your why, and that may help you keep going. The second point I want to offer you is remember that there is no one right way to eat. I completely recognize that there is conflicting evidence out there. There is conflicting research, which I want to talk about here in a second. It is, I mean, every year, it seems like there is something new and it's all exciting that we get into it and this is going to be it. And this is going to be the, the thing that, you know, that changes your life. Maybe, maybe not. That might work well for your body. That might work well for your body chemistry and your hormones. And it might not. It also, you ha- this is another thing I want you to think about. What is realistic for you? not for your neighbor that something worked great for or your Facebook friend, but what is realistic for you? And I'm just going to use 
the ketogenic plan, for example. So the ketogenic plan, basically, if you're not familiar with it, it consumes, um, it's basically high consumption of healthy fats. So like your, uh, your monounsaturated fats, and then a pretty decent consumption of protein, and then very limited carbohydrates. And those carbohydrates are normally from things like vegetables. So it's not just like, olive oil and chicken breast, and that's it. I mean, you, you, it's definitely a true ketogenic program wants you to have your carbohydrates, whether I mean, but you're getting those mostly from vegetables, because you want to have the nutrients. I follow a guy and I have, he came on my show, I went on his show, Dr. Richard Harris with the strive for great health podcast. Um, he was on and talked about the gut microbiome, super great episode, go back and listen to it. it's actually one of the most listened to episodes as of late. He's a huge proponent of the ketogenic plan. And as a functional medicine doctor, I know he's done his research. He loves it. And on his show, within the course of the conversation, I was like, now I know keto is for you, but I like to say, as for me and my body, I will ingest carbs. I, and so all of that to say, I'm just someone who likes to have carbs. Y'all know I love my sweet potatoes. I have been totally digging kiwis lately. I um, like to have bananas. They seem to help with muscle cramps. I mean, I just, I and by the way, P.S., I like potato chips and chocolate too. So let's not get all holier than now, Amy. I certainly definitely have my moments of um, carbohydrates that are probably not in the very best way. But I like carbohydrates. A ketogenic plan is not realistic for me. I am not going to thrive on that because I like a lot more variety in my life. I like more, um, I like carbs y'all. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for that too. (laughs) And then, so what's realistic in terms of an eating plan? Another thought to consider what is sustainable for you. Now it may be that you need something that is a little bit of a control alt delete, like, okay, I'm going to do this for 21 days, or 30 days or something like that. There are definitely programs out there. And I think those are great for resetting. Sometimes those shortened plans make it a little bit more achievable for us because we're like, okay, I can just I can do this for 30 days, I can do this for 21 days. And I think um, if you want to try that, go for it. But in terms of a long term plan, you've got to remember what is going to work for you in the long term, what is sustainable. I have kind of found my uh, my rhythm with that, and that works for me, but that doesn't work for everyone, and that's okay. The other thing to consider when you're talking about nutrition plans are what is backed in um, science and is uh, evidence-based research. So if someone's just coming out there and saying, hey, I think this is going to be a good idea, and you know, BuzzFeed gets a hold of it and they start promoting it. Well, that, you know, where's the science behind that? Do your research, look at the source. Don't just look at the source as someone on the internet. And that includes me. If you hear something from me and you're like, oh, that's interesting. I encourage you to go dig into that. Go to the National Institute of Health, start digging in, go to Google Scholar and and look that up. Make sure that this this stuff is all works um, works for you. And then finally, with the nutrition plan, in terms of like, hey, I don't want to waste my time because I don't want you wasting your time either with your food. If you want to do something for a short term, do something for a short short term. But I don't want you to waste your time spinning your wheels trying to execute a ketogenic lifestyle and that's just not sustainable for you. 
So, uh, and I'm not picking on keto, by the way, if you love keto, and by the way, there is evidence and there is research that this is really helpful for particular populations, particularly those who have epilepsy. So there's some people who that this is, this is really great for. It's not for me. I like my carbs. Anyway, I'm not picking on it, I promise. <laughs> but the other part of the nutrition is how do you feel? Do you have enough energy? Do you uh, find yourself having headaches? I mean, there's a lot of ways that food will impact our body and pay, start paying attention to that. That leads into the third point I want to make today, which is in a healthy lifestyle program, how do you feel? And I want you to use this as several of the metrics that are available as you, um, when you get frustrated. What do I mean by that? If I were to break it down into one sentence, I would say, do not solely focus on the scale. You probably know this, you have probably heard it, but the scale is just one tool in looking at our success and looking at how something is treating us or how a a healthy living program or whatever you want to call it is treating us. And look, I still pull out the scale from time to time, it's good for me to kind of keep track of it. What I have found is more appropriate for me. And what really tells a, a broader story is my measurements. So I will measure myself every now and then just to kind of see and you know what, to be honest, I kind of don't need my fabric measuring tape to tell me how I'm doing. Like if I might be eating a little bit too much chocolate after lunch, I can typically tell in the way that my clothes fit. But doing your measurements is a little bit more, um, it kind of has a a longer term approach with um, how things are doing. So those days that you, you know, maybe that maybe you've had a whole lot of salt, and then your the scale goes up, or as we've talked about previously, I don't even remember the show notes or the show, but I'm going to, I'll put this in. But you know, if you have a lot of hard workouts right in a row, your scale may go up because your body's holding onto water going, I don't trust you. I don't trust you to like, give me what I need. So I'm going to hold onto this water. So you're, you know, the scale will fluctuate up and down. You know, this, if you've been ever like, on the scale a lot, you know that it goes up and down. So your measurements are going to give you a little bit more of a long game perspective. Other things, how's your skin doing? I can tell you or you can see in me when my face is breaking out, guess what? I've had probably too many jelly beans <laughs> or, uh, you know, a soda or whatever the time of year is, my skin definitely reflects that. Another thing for me, and uh, I know that this is across the board, is how's your sleep? If you're not getting all the nutrients that you need throughout the day, if you are not, um, moving your body well, if you are not drinking plenty of water, you probably are not going to be sleeping as well, because all of that impacts your sleep. Conversely, how's your energy throughout the day? If your energy is up, and you're feeling great, then that's an indication that whatever you're doing is working really well. Back to the jelly beans. By the way, yes, I am. This is shortly after the Easter season that I'm recording this. And um, Next year, I just need to not buy jelly beans. Or if I'm buying them, I need to not have them accessible to me and make my children hide them. I had a really tough time with those this year. I don't know why. They're good. Aren't they? They're just junk, but they're so good. (laughs) Anyway, when I was having a lot of uh, jelly beans, let me tell you something. Slept poorly, terrible energy, fell into a pattern of needing naps all the time. And um, 
it just didn't go very well. So, you know, that's another way that you can assess if the program that you were on is working for you. So, because we don't want you wasting your time. Nobody wants to waste their time. Another thing to think about is, are you reaching some physical goals? Even if you didn't have goals, if you are doing, say you're doing one of these home-based programs and the first time you did it, it was like a serious struggle to get through, but then maybe by week three or four, you could get through it. And then a couple of weeks after that, you could actually take the intensity up a little bit more. These are all indications that this is working for you. The scale is only one tool. And then the other thing to think about is how's your immune system doing? If you find that you're not getting as sick as well, um, I can tell you, I actually have noticed a difference with my allergies, when I am eating the foods that I need to be eating and not eating the foods that I don't need to be eating, my allergies are a lot better. I um, typically, and I've talked about this before, like I don't eat a lot of gluten. I, um, because it does impact my body in certain ways, but I, it's not like a serious thing. It's just, you know, somewhat, somewhat sensitive. When I start to have that, um, my allergies are significantly worse because it's somewhat of an inflammatory response and I'm already in that response. And then the histamines, and I feel like I'm allergic to everything. It seems like outside right now. In fact, even today, as I'm recording this, I'm like, I'm kind of stopped up. So if I sound a little funny, that's why. But anyway, how's your immune system going with regards to how it normally is? So again, all of these things are something to take into consideration when you are on a um, a new path, a new journey. And I, I feel like I use these words a lot. I need to come up with some better analogies, but that's kind of what it is. Like it's, it's just kind of figuring things out and you don't know what you don't know. And you've never done before what you've never done. And that's okay. Like we need to allow ourselves to be in this space of just figuring out what works now. It may have worked in the past and that's great in the past, but you are different. Your body is different. Uh, I talked last week about how I have evolved as a person. I kind of like me now better than I like the Amy from in my early twenties. I'm kind of, I'm nicer or I'm less judgy at least. And so your body is changing as well. So give yourself the grace and the space to try something and try it for a while. You don't want to try something for three days and then throw in the towel, but try something and then assess how is, what is working for me and what is not working for me. It does not have to be a blanket all or nothing. And just to clarify, that doesn't mean, or what I don't mean is to just throw caution to the wind and do what you want to do and have what you want to have and exercise or not, or any of that kind of stuff. Use your discipline, use your discernment, use, um, use God, you know, Hey, what do you want me doing? Yes. Go to him in prayer, go to him for that guidance, because obviously he knows you best, but Take the time to figure out what works for your uniquely created body. I'm such a huge proponent of that. And one other thing that I'll say, just kind of as a side note, you know, she had said, uh, this program that she was on said, don't, don't enjoy or don't have dairy. And I don't eat a lot of dairy. Like that's just not something that um, works well with my digestive system. We'll just leave it at that. But she does. And she and her husband 
like to enjoy a cheese plate on a Friday night. And I'm just going to say, so her cheese plate is the equivalent of like a bottle of wine with my husband and I. Those moments are so nourishing to our souls. And we cannot forget that aspect of our body, mind, and spirit, or our body, soul, and spirit, however you want to, um, however you want to define it. Like those are the moments too, that are so critical to filling up our cup in terms of it can either, you can either call it self-care, you can call it relationship care. Um, I mean, I just know that those are the moments that I love with my husband, like sitting outside with a bottle of wine and just enjoying it. So allow allow yourself to have that. Now, if you are trying to be really disciplined, then work that into your day. But by all means, like have the freaking cheese plate. That's okay. Don't have a cheese plate every night or for every meal, but enjoy it. Have that. And that will nourish your soul just as much as all of the other God-created foods nourish your body. So how do you keep going without wasting any more time? Well, remember your why. Take note of how the food makes you feel. And remember, there's no one right way to eat. And then notice how your body is feeling as well. Okay, quick programming note before we go any further. This is airing on the last Tuesday of May 2021. As we enter into the summer season, I'm going to change things up just a little bit. Summer is one of the busiest seasons of my business, and I just need to be able to focus on that and for focus on my clients, as well as focus on getting my upcoming book, Your Worthy Body, Find Freedom and Health by Breaking All the Rules, uh, ready. It's um, There's a lot that goes into that, and I want to be able to put as much energy and effort into uh, creating a great product for you when it comes out in November. So for episodes, you will see some re-releasing on Tuesdays of meaningful episodes. Um, These are ones that I just think are worth putting out there again. And then on Thursdays, I will resume the Ask the Trainers. I know I have kind of taken a break. I didn't really tell anyone I was doing it, but I did take a little bit of a break from those during this last month, because again, I just couldn't get it all done. And I had to, um, I just had to make some some tough decisions. And that was one of them. And ask the trainers too. if you have any questions that you would like addressed. Now is the time go over to the graced health community Facebook group, I will have the link in the show notes and ask a question that you would like answered because I will be preparing those very soon. Finally, I want to remind you of the resources page over at gracedhealth.com, whether you are looking for support in your food, your fitness or faith, I have you covered. I've got a 14 day devotional on the go protein powered breakfast, how to enjoy shame free health by breaking eight rules, and then my latest workout offering squat free strong legs, all of these are free. Everything on there is is absolutely free. So go check it out. And I have a, I have several more things there as well. That is at gracedhealth.com slash resources. So again, I will see you sometime in August for these longer form episodes. We will be bringing back some amazing guests. I cannot wait for you to hear who I have lined up. And until then, go out there and have a graced day. 